Hi, everyone. Welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa. And as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on. This podcast ain't gonna listen to itself. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts. Happy to have you here. How's everybody doing? How's your week been? How you been since last week when we uh, when we were all here together? I hope uh, everything's going well and uh, that you and yours are happy and healthy. I am having a blast with this weekly podcast. I'm a poet and don't know it. But also, there's some big things in the works. So this is the Zappagram Weekly Show, right? Uh, every week we cover the roundup of, of music news and what's going on in the world of music. Uh, but in addition to this weekly show, I'm going to start putting out shows throughout the week with uh, interviews with some really cool and interesting people. Musicians, writers, friends of mine who host other podcasts. I have upcoming shows with some uh, some big names that you'll definitely recognize. And I have some upcoming shows with uh, some new names that I will no doubt introduce you to. My friends Claire and John from the band Bloom will be on the show soon. My friend, writer extraordinaire Terry Barr, who's written uh, several great books, will be on the show soon. My friend Kyle Schwendinger from Portland, uh, who makes music as Patch Notes, will be on the show. My friends Zach and Abigail of Proper Pet are going to be on the show. Can't wait to talk to them. I obviously listen to a lot of music podcasts, and one of those is IndieCast. Don't know if you are subscribed to IndieCast, but uh, I highly recommend that show. Shout out to Stephen and Ian over at IndieCast. I was listening to their most recent episode, and they took a question from a listener about filler tracks. A filler track is it implies that an artist is deliberately putting substandard material on their album to pad out their track list. Oftentimes you'll find filler tracks in the form of, you know, shorter tracks that, that are like a minute long or something like that. Um, and it's, it's hard to define what exactly is a filler track. Maybe that minute long track was, was integral to the overall uh, album. So anyway, they were discussing this and, and basically what it comes down to is, as, as one of the guys pointed out, that filler is in the ear of the beholder. What one person considers a filler track may not be considered a filler track by someone else. Oftentimes, filler tracks end up being skips on albums. You know, you hit that, you hit that song and you're like, eh, let's get past that and go to the next thing. There are those rare albums that we, uh, that we all have where it, it's a no-skip album. Every song on it is is fantastic, and you don't skip any of them. You listen from start to finish, and you love the whole thing. I would say that those are rare. They're they're increasingly rare, but they uh, but they do exist. An example of a no skip album for me would have to be Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, which just saw its fiftieth anniversary re release this past week. The album is uh, now out everywhere in its remastered form for its 50th anniversary and I was uh headphones on last night listening to it and god it just it still sounds amazing 
uh, just as amazing as it did 50 years ago. For the 50th anniversary, they also just released a live album, live performance of Dark Side of the Moon uh, from Wembley in 1974. That has also been remastered for the 50th anniversary, and man, it sounds sounds fantastic too. But we'll get more into the new releases later in the show. And speaking of the show, a couple of housekeeping notes. As you know, Zappagram started out as a weekly newsletter, and I still do the weekly newsletter. And uh, then I just started the podcast about a month ago. This weekly podcast is an accompaniment to the weekly newsletter. And people are able to subscribe to the podcast on their streaming platform of choice. So whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, you can find the podcast there. The podcast is also available on Substack, where I host the podcast and the newsletter. And I wanted a way to notify all of my subscribers that not only is there a new newsletter out, there's a new podcast out as well. But I don't want to have to send two separate emails, so I believe I've found a way now to combine the podcast and the weekly email into one email that everyone will receive. And of course, if you listen or subscribe on another streaming platform, the show will just show up there whenever it goes live. So, okay, we got all of the housekeeping stuff out of the way, had a nice little chit-chat. So now let's go ahead and dive into this week's show. This coming week, we celebrate the birthday of Marvin Gaye, as well as the anniversary of his untimely death. So this week's quote is from Marvin Gaye, who said, If you cannot find peace within yourself, you will never find it anywhere else. Granted, that is easier said than done, and takes work, but wise words nonetheless. In this week's music-related tweets, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, son of Eddie Van Halen, was interacting with some fans on Twitter, but this one guy tweeted at him, If a person wants to make a name for themselves, they wouldn't take advantage of their famous father's last name and band name. His father and uncle didn't have that. Everyone in the band didn't have that. Matter of fact, majority of current and former bands and singers don't have that. To which Wolfgang Van Halen replied, Van Halen is literally my fucking name, you grape. I don't know what that guy was thinking. How how do you accuse Wolfgang Van Halen of capitalizing on the name Van Halen when that's literally his name? I just, I, I got nothing. In this week's Rock the Vote reader poll, I'm asking the question, what social media platform do you use most? Is it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or some other platform? With everything that's been going on this past week with TikTok and these stupid congressional hearings, everyone's afraid that, you know, TikTok is going to be banned. I don't think that it will be, but what do I know? What I do know is that I appreciate the communities that I have on all of those social platforms. I'm on Facebook, but I I hate Facebook. I hate the fact that Instagram is owned by Meta, uh, who owns Facebook, but there's nothing I can do about that. I have a great community of friends on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. And so I would be very sad to see that community go away. I hope that that doesn't happen. But I know that everyone is making plans to meet up somewhere else should TikTok end up getting banned. I suppose that's just one of those wait and see sort of things. This week's weekly playlist, we're on number 50. It's packed. It's jam-packed full 
of awesome music. Some new, some old. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Noel Gallagher, of course, of Oasis fame, has been with his band High Flying Birds since Oasis broke up. And they are putting out a new album. They just released a new track. It's phenomenal. All of the music on this week's playlist is phenomenal. We've got new Lana Del Rey, music from Bloom, Nickel Creek. New Nickel Creek is awesome. Matthew Logan Vasquez, The National, Rufus Wainwright, Proper Pet has new music out. Darling West, Spooky Mansion, Tommy Newport, The Lemon Twigs, Gogo Penguin, Radiohead, Eve Toomer, and The Utopiates. As always, find links for that playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music in the newsletter. And now that we've got all of that out of the way, let's jump into this week's music news. Nick Cave is coming to town. Nick Cave is embarking on a rare North American solo tour this fall. Radiohead's bassist Colin Greenwood will accompany the Bad Seeds frontman for an 18-date trek starting this September. The tour kicks off September 19th in Asheville and hits theaters throughout the U.S. and Canada, including stops at Brooklyn's King's Theater, New York City's Beacon Theater, and Nashville's Ryman Auditorium, before concluding with a two-night stand at Los Angeles's Orpheum Theater on October 27th and 28th. A very quick rundown of all the cities he will hit on this tour will be Asheville, North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., Cleveland, Ohio, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, Minneapolis, Brooklyn, New York City, Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Detroit, Nashville, Atlanta, Dallas, Austin, and Los Angeles. Check the link in the newsletter for this story to find out if tickets are available near you. There aren't enough feel-good stories in the news, but here's one. Taylor Swift, as everyone knows, is on tour right now. Her Eras tour kicked off last week in Arizona, and uh, she is donating to food banks on her tour route. It's really nice to hear about an artist who's also just a decent person who does for others. And so she hasn't publicized these donations. Instead, the food banks that have um, received donations from her have shared their reactions to her act of kindness on uh, local media outlets. Someone from one of the food banks that she donated to uh, was quoted as saying, it's not every day that you get a call from someone who works for Taylor Swift. So we were dubious at first, but happily it turned out to be absolutely real. And the person added that they were told in conversation that Swift was planning to focus on leaving a, quote, positive impact on each stop along her U.S. tour route. That is extremely cool of Miss Taylor Swift. It seems like there's been a lot of news lately about a lot of documentaries coming out, music documentaries that are on the horizon. And uh, now we have a word that Devo, they're getting their very first ever authorized documentary. American movie director Chris Smith will attempt to tell the story of the beloved art rock weirdos in the forthcoming documentary titled simply Devo. There is at this time no release date set, but I will be sure to keep you updated when we know more. Russian band Pussy Riot will be honored with the 2023 Woody Guthrie Prize on May 6th. The award presentation set for Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, will take place as part of the Woody Guthrie Center's 10th anniversary celebration, which is held May 5th through the 7th. The band will perform their Riot Days multimedia show following the ceremony, making its U.S. debut. The group has previously performed the show in various countries around the world. Nora Guthrie, Woody Guthrie's daughter, will present the award to the group. Following the ceremony, the musicians will be interviewed by Robert Santelli, executive director of the Bruce Springsteen Archive and Center for American Music. 
The Woody Guthrie Prize is given annually to an artist who best exemplifies Woody Guthrie's spirit and work by speaking for the less fortunate through music, film, literature, dance, or other art forms and serving as a positive force for social change. Past recipients of the award include Joan Baez, Chuck D. of Public Enemy, Chris Christofferson, Norman Lear, John Mellencamp, Pete Seeger, Bruce Springsteen, and Mavis Staples. Katie Shaw, director of the Woody Guthrie Center, said in a statement, As artists who, like Woody Guthrie, have the courage of their convictions, there are no contemporary artists more worthy of this recognition than Pussy Riot. They have paid a very personal price for speaking their minds on the most serious issues of our time, yet they continue to fight for justice and freedom. Earlier this year, Pussy Riot staged an art installation, Pussy Riot, Putin's Ashes, in Los Angeles. Last month, sources in the Russian media reported that Nadia Tolokonikova may face criminal charges in Russia for staging this. My job is to hurt Putin as much as possible, and the threat of lawsuits means that he and the people around him are actually getting hurt by Putin's ashes, so that's great news. I'll keep doing my work and keep pushing, she was quoted as saying. And I try to keep things non-political here on the show, but good on her, good on Pussy Riot, and uh, fuck Vladimir Putin. Henry Rollins is making music news, uh, teasing a mysterious project he's put his life savings into. We're not sure exactly what it is, but we know that it's not live music. He has said that he's not returning to live music. He did say that 14 months from now, whatever this is that he's been working on for a couple of years will finally come to fruition, and we will know. Rollins hasn't performed as part of a band since the early aughts, only sporadically popping up at friend shows or appearing on others' records. Uh, when asked why he stepped back from making music, he replied, I stopped processing ideas in terms of lyrics. One day I woke up and I thought, I'm done. My manager flipped out, but I've never looked back. I didn't want to become a human jukebox playing old songs, so I filled the space the band took with films and TV and now my shows, my radio show, my writing. At this point, I wouldn't go back on stage with a band for anything, so I'm very interested to see what he's cooking up. I've seen his spoken word shows four or five times over the course of the years, and they're always great, always entertaining, and it's always something new every time. So if you have a chance to catch him on his current tour, be sure to do so. The legendary Sly Stone has announced a new memoir due out later this year featuring contributions from Questlove. The upcoming book, set to be released October 17th, will provide a never-before-seen insight into the funk icon's personal life. The book, entitled Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself Again, a memoir, will dive into a first-hand account of the musician's personal life and share anecdotes from his 50-year-long tenure in the music industry. So again, look out for that to be released October 17th. Gene and Dean Ween are at it again. They've gotten back together and announced a 2023 U.S. tour. The 14-show trek follows a brief string of April dates and then kicks off for reals on uh, July 28th in L.A. On this tour, they will be hitting Dallas, Houston, New Orleans, Scranton, Los Angeles, Oakland, Wheatland, Sandy, Utah, Morrison, Colorado, Kansas City, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin, Newport, Kentucky, New York City, Providence, Rhode Island, and Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Ween is a great show. Uh, I saw Ween and Primus together in L.A., uh, oh, God, about 15 years ago. Great show. Good time. In other tour news, the Misfits have just announced three shows for this summer. The original Misfits with Glenn Danzig and Jerry Only. They will have various support on this tour from the likes of Megadeth, Gaslight Anthem, AFI, and Fear. The concerts will take place in Tampa, Florida, Newark, New Jersey, and Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets for those shows are on sale now. 
Some festival news. Slater Kenny, Brittany Howard, and Band of Horses lead the 2023 Bumbershoot Fest lineup. The Seattle Festival returns in September for its 50th anniversary. Along with those acts, we'll also see Sunny Day Real Estate, AFI, The Revivalist, Jawbreaker, Fatboy Slim, and more. Band of Horses has been one of my favorite bands for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, um, and I really want to see them live. I also really want to try to get Ben Bridwell on the podcast someday. That's a, That's kind of a dream of mine, so... Hopefully, that'll happen someday. Anyway, weekend passes and single-day tickets are available now via the official Bumbershoot website, and pricing for the event has been set at 50% lower than the price point tickets were offered at when it was last held in 2019. So that's very cool. It sounds like it'll actually be affordable to go to a show for a change. Imagine that. In no doubt less affordable festival news, the Lollapalooza 2023 lineup has been announced as well. Uh, that includes Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lana Del Rey, 1975, Odessa, tons of great acts coming to Chicago this summer. That will be taking place August 3rd through the 6th at Grant Park in Chicago, and tickets for that are on sale now. Sadly, every week we have to report on some deaths in the music industry this week. Andrew Lloyd Webber's son, Nicholas, has died after a battle with cancer. Nicholas Lloyd Webber, himself a Grammy-nominated composer, producer, and eldest son of Andrew Lloyd Webber, passed away on Saturday, March 25th in England after a protracted battle with gastric cancer and pneumonia. He was 43 years old. In other news that may or may not be music-related, but usually is, I have a link in the newsletter this week to listen to something pretty interesting. T-Pain's cover of Black Sabbath's War Pigs. You heard that right. T-Pain has a new album of covers out called On Top of the Covers. Yuck, yuck, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And he covered Black Sabbath's War Pigs. When I first heard this, I was like, what? No, I don't. Really? And then I went and listened to it. And guess what? You guys, it's actually really fucking good. He kind of crushes it. It's like, check it out. The link's in the newsletter. Go listen to it yourself. Tell me what you think. Also in the newsletter, I'm linking out to a stereo gum piece titled Just Can't Get Enough, The Warring Depeche Mode Tribute Bands of Los Angeles. Apparently, Depeche Mode has a very active tribute scene in Southern California. I find it interesting that there is a Depeche Mode tribute band at all, much less several or more than one, but apparently that is the case. Apparently they are highly competitive with one another. I just want to hear them. I want to hear what they sound like. They're, you know, one has to be better than the other, right? You would think. And lastly, I've got a link to a Billboard article. The title is Designer of Foo Fighters Pinball Machine Describes Band's Input. Nothing but fuck yes, left and right. Stern Pinball's Jack Danger says working on the new game was the dream of a lifetime. Very cool for him, and very cool that there's Foo Fighters Pinball. I really want to check that out. This company, Stern, has produced many other uh, really good pinball, rock-themed pinball games, uh, from Rush to ACDC, Metallica, Kiss, Aerosmith. They've, they've done a ton of stuff, and they do really good work, so these should be really cool. They had three different versions, a limited-edition version of the game. They made a 1,000 of those. Uh, those cost thirteen grand a piece. Those have already sold out. 
Um, but they have uh, premium and pro editions. The premium edition retails for $9,700. The pro edition retails for seven grand, and those are still available. If that's a little rich for your blood to, uh, to buy one for the house, then you can just look for one of those to pop up at a bar or an arcade around the country somewhere near you soon, hopefully. In this week's Z-Rex, Zappa's recommendations, got a couple of things I'm highlighting. One of my favorite music journalists, Amanda Petrusich, uh, writing for The New Yorker, interviewed Nick Cave recently, and they discussed grief, resilience, and, of course, music. There's a link in the newsletter to that article. Be sure to check that out. And Jason Isbell will be the subject of an upcoming HBO original documentary the network announced today. Uh, Jason Isbell, Running With Our Eyes Closed, debuts Friday, April 7th on HBO as part of Bill Simmons' Music Box series. The uh, documentary will focus on Isbell's creative process, his collaborative relationship with his wife, Amanda Shires, and the recording sessions for his 2020 album with the 400-unit reunions. Be sure to check the trailer out for that. It's linked in the newsletter. That's it for this week's music news. Before we dive into the new releases and the upcoming releases, we're going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. Are you tired of missing new music releases by the artists and bands you love? Music Butler sends you an email to let you know when the musicians you love release music, whether that be new full-length albums, shorter EPs, or even new singles. Services like Apple Music or Spotify don't always notify you of album releases on time, and they don't show upcoming releases for your favorite musicians, but Music Butler does. You can automatically import artists from your Apple Music, Spotify, or Last.fm accounts, or you can manually follow your favorites. It's free to try it out for 30 days. Music Butler takes all the effort out of staying current. Stop missing out on new releases and sign up for a free trial of Music Butler today at musicbutler.io. New releases of note this week. We've got a new live album live at Bush Hall from the band Black Country New Road. Singer-songwriter Caroline Rose has a new album, The Art of Forgetting. The legendary Depeche Mode is back with a new album, Memento Mori. Everyone's favorite songstress, Lana Del Rey, is back with her release, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. Nickel Creek is back with a new album, Celebrants. That's their first new music since 2014. And as I mentioned earlier, two new offerings from Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon reissues, the 50th anniversary remaster of the original album, as well as a Live at Wembley 1974 concert. Those have both been released this week as well, both excellent. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about each one of these new releases. Black Country New Road is a band that I've never gotten into. The band has been described as a centerpiece of a new scene of British rock bands rooted in experimental post-punk in the vein of some of their other contemporaries like Black Midi, uh, Shame, Yard Act, and Fontaine's DC. Do you know this band? What do you think about them? They're one of those bands that I haven't listened to very much, and uh, when I do listen to them, I feel like I need someone to explain them to me. So if you're a fan, if you, uh, if you get Black Country New Road, uh, shoot me an email. Let me know what am I missing. I have only been able to give a cursory listen to Caroline Rose's The Art of Forgetting, but it seems to be a, a lush indie pop offering with some, some very nice songs. I need to do a deeper dive on that one. Depeche Mode's new album is fantastic. I will say that I was looking for a banger, kind of like uh, Personal Jesus, but I was not finding that on this album. It seems to be a little bit uh, darker more uh, sparsely arranged, but it's beautiful nonetheless. 
And darker and brooding would probably also best describe Lana Del Rey's new album, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. The title track of the album is gorgeous, uh, as are most of the songs on the album. Absolutely gorgeous. Really good album, which I would say is very classic Lana Del Rey. It's, uh, it's nothing new or groundbreaking or shattering. It's basically exactly what you would expect from Lana Del Rey, but that's a good thing. She's doing what she does best. The new Nickel Creek album, Celebrants, is fantastic. It's their first album, as I mentioned, since 2014, and it's also a very long album. There are 18 tracks on this thing. It weighs in at just under an hour long, uh, 59 minutes, 51 seconds, but in many ways it reminds me of their 2005 album, Why Should the Fire Die, which was an absolute banger. So if I had to highly recommend one album from this week's releases that everyone listened to, that would be Nickel Creek's Celebrants. On the release radar, upcoming releases for March 31st include new music from Alberta Cross, Boy Genius, Crazy Horse, The Hold Steady, The New Pornographers, The White Stripes, and William Tyler and Impossible Truth. April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day, we're going to see a new release from Nick Waterhouse titled The Fooler. Coincidence? Probably not. April 7th is going to be a big one for releases. We're going to see new music finally from Blonde Shell and finally from Devin Gilfillian. Can't wait for his new album, Love You Anyway. Uh, we've got a new single from the band Groundlift due out, uh, as well as new music from Matthew Logan Vasquez, Mudhoney, Oracle Sisters, Thomas Bangalter, and Wednesday. April 14th also has a lot of releases. New stuff from Angel Olsen, Chat Pile, Feist, Fruit Bats, Gogo Penguin, Kirsten Blue, Metallica, Natalie Merchant, and The Tallest Man on Earth. April 21st, we have new releases coming from Everything But The Girl, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and the third installation of Autumn from The Smashing Pumpkins. Autumn being their latest release, it's a rock opera, they've released it in three parts. That third part will be out April 21st. And lastly, on April the 28th, the new National album will be out, first two pages of Frankenstein, so be sure to look out for that. I will have reviews for all of these albums as soon as they're released. Moving on to important musical happenings of historical significance. On this date, on this date, March 27th, we have birthdays for Tony Banks of Genesis, Andrew Ferris of NXS, Mariah Carey turns 53 years old, also celebrating birthdays, Fergie and Kimbra. Also on this date, March 27th in 1987, U2 performed from the roof of a store in downtown LA to make the video for Where the Streets Have No Name, attracting thousands of spectators and bringing traffic to an absolute standstill. The police eventually stopped that shoot from happening, but not before the band had recorded their video. March 28th, we celebrate birthdays for Stephen Turner of Mudhoney, Salt of Salt and Peppa, Cheryl James celebrates her birthday, Dave Kooning of The Killers, and Lady Gaga turns 37. Also, on March 28, 1973, Led Zeppelin released their fifth studio album, Houses of the Holy. On March 29th, we celebrate birthdays for Bobby Kimball of Toto, Michael Brecker of the Brecker Brothers, and Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction turns 64. Also on that date in 1986, Austrian singer Falco started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Rock Me Amadeus. Remember that song? 
That was huge when I was a kid. Birthdays for March 30th include Graham Edge of the Moody Blues, Eric Clapton, MC Hammer is turning 61 years old, Tracy Chapman turns 59, Joey Castillo of Queens of the Stone Age, and Nora Jones also celebrate birthdays on that date. Also, on that date in 1987, Prince released his ninth studio album, Sign of the Times. I remember getting that as a part of my Columbia House music subscription. I uh, got like the, the dozen cassettes all at once, and that album was in there. That was 1987. Boy, I feel old. Also, on March 30th in the year 2020, we lost uh, soul singer Bill Withers. He died from heart complications, aged 81. On March 31st, we celebrate birthdays for Herb Alpert, Angus Young of ACDC, turns 68, and producer, songwriter extraordinaire Jack Antonoff turns 39. Also on that date, in 1958, Chuck Berry's rock and roll classic Johnny B. Good was released as a single. That same day, in 1984, Kenny Loggins started a three-week run at number one on the singles chart with Footloose. And on that date, in 2019, March 31st, 2019, rapper Nipsey Hussle died, aged 33, after being shot multiple times in the parking lot of his store, Marathon Clothing, in South Los Angeles. April 1st, April Fool's is coming up. Don't let anybody fool you. On uh, that day, we celebrate birthdays for Rudolph Isley of the Isley Brothers. Henry Gross, Jeff Percaro, and Method Man of Wu-Tang Clan turns 52. On that day in 1970, speaking of April Fool's, as an April Fool's joke, John Lennon and Yoko Ono issued a statement to the press that they were having dual sex change operations. Hilarious. I bet everybody freaked out. Sadly, on April 1st in 1984, Marvin Gaye was shot dead by his father at his parents' home in Los Angeles. There was an argument. It started after his parents uh, were squabbling over misplaced business documents, and uh, Marvin attempted to intervene and was killed by his father using a gun he had given him four months before. Also, on April 1st in 2015, Cynthia Lennon, the first wife of John Lennon and mother of Julian Lennon died at her home in Spain following a short battle with cancer. Also, sadly, on that same day, April 1st in 2020, uh, singer-songwriter, producer, guitarist Adam Schlesinger, uh, best known for his work with Fountains of Wayne, died at the age of 52 as a result of health complications caused by COVID-19. And finally, on April 2nd, uh, we celebrate birthdays for, again, the great Marvin Gaye, was born on that date in 1939, uh, Leon Russell, and the incomparable Emmylou Harris turns 78. Also, on April the 2nd of 1977, Fleetwood Mac went to number one on the U.S. album chart with their classic Rumors album. In 1987, Buddy Rich died, aged 69, due to complications caused by a brain tumor, the incredible drummer Buddy Rich. Also, on April 2nd of 1990, Nirvana went into Smart Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, and started working on demo versions of songs that would eventually become the album Nevermind, with Butch Vig producing. I just watched a fascinating video, it was like an hour and 45 minute long interview uh, with uh, Butch Vig on Rick Beato's YouTube channel, where Rick talked to uh, Butch all about how he got his start, um, his smart studios in Madison, Wisconsin. They talked all about um, how he became connected with uh, Billy Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins, how they recorded Gish 
and Siamese Dream. And then, of course, they in-depth dived into uh, Nirvana and Nevermind, uh, as well as talking about garbage and, and all the work he's done with garbage. So it was a great interview. It's uh, definitely worth a watch. So if you look up Rick Beato, B-E-A-T-O, on YouTube, check out that Butch Vig interview. That's well worth your time. Hey, listen, folks, that's going to do it for me. That's another week of Zappagram. Please consider backing Zappagram with a paid subscription. The mother of all music podcasts and newsletters can only keep going and growing as a direct result of your generous support. If you enjoy Zappagram, please share it with your friends and especially your enemies. On social media, be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Medium, Reddit, TikTok, and Facebook. For more music-related content, all the links to do so are in this week's newsletter. Until we meet again next week, everybody, take care of one another. Be good to one another. Be good to yourselves. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I'll see you again next week.